back to MILF University. Hi guys! Today, well first off, I want to discuss our peak and pits. I feel like this is a tradition now in yeah. our podcast. Like, I feel like we have to do it. We're sticking with it. We're sticking <laughs> with it. So, I would say my peak and my pit are related. Okay. Um, my pit is kind of a dilemma that I kind of want to get your opinion on to see what you would do. Okay. Uh, so, my peak is we're going to Myrtle Beach this weekend. Oh. So, I'm really excited about that. We're going to the beach. We got an Airbnb because it's Father's Day weekend, of course. Yeah. So. I wanted to make it special and my dad's gonna be there and my aunt and it's just gonna be like a whole family thing and Uyen will be in town as well. Oh, so it'll be like a really fun weekend. We're only gonna be there Friday through Sunday just because Myrtle Beach's hotels and like Airbnbs are more expensive than like Puerto Rico. I believe it because people come from like New York and stuff. It is Myrtle so Beach. ridiculous and I was born and raised in Myrtle Beach so I guess it's different for me. Like I don't see it as like a cool tropical vacation yeah. but i noticed when i moved to charlotte everyone's like oh my gosh why would you move here from myrtle beach and it's like, a spot it's yeah. like vacation yes <laughs> it's like a hot spot and like the beaches are okay i guess but like growing up there like i saw how like dirty the beaches are dirty myrtle dirty myrtle and like the water's brown so <laughs> the ocean water that is so i don't know it's just not that much of a vacation like honestly if i didn't have family there i would never go ever i've only been there i've been there a couple times when i was younger but the last time i went i think was like literally either spring spring break in college i went and then that i went sense. for <laughs> senior week like grad week yeah that's a big thing for people here is going there like for growing up going there or for grad week that's what i've heard but i've heard it's really strict now like you can't be as crazy yeah, and also like when when, yeah. when Myrtle Beach has like the bike weeks, and I know this from my dad because he works for the city. He told me that a lot of businesses shut down during bike week because it gets so crazy and like violent, and there's shootings. Oh, they're just like no thanks. Yeah, they don't even care for the business, and I'm sure a lot of businesses lose money that day, but or that weekend. But yeah, that is my peak. My pit is the dilemma. Oh god. So. I'm going to Myrtle Beach, like I said, and I want to make stops and see everyone, but it's like such a short amount of time we're there. So my aunt is going to be there this weekend, but also my mom. Um, if you guys listen to the Toxic Mothers podcast, you know that I don't have a good relationship with my mom. She's also going to be staying at my aunt's house and my aunt's like, oh, we should get breakfast. Like we should hang out. I'm um, setting you up. Yeah, and of course I want to see my aunt and, you know, her husband, and I want to see Stella, my cousin. I love her so, so much. I haven't seen her in a while. Of course I want to see them, but it's like, first off, I don't know when I'm going to go see them. Like, if I did see them, it would be for like a couple hours. I'm thinking maybe Sunday for breakfast. But also, like, I almost, I am going to tell her this. I'm just going to be straight up honest and just say, hey, of course I want to see you guys. I'd love to see you, but it would be like, weird of me to ask you to tell my mom to stay at your house you know what I mean like yeah. oh like just leave her at the house and you guys come you know it would be like awkward to me but at the same time I don't want to see her so I'm at the point now where I just like don't want to see them because you could just say you're busy I could but also like I feel bad lying because I do have a really great relationship with my aunt right. like I've always had a good relationship with her but for me it's like I don't want to have them bring her to breakfast because I don't want to play like fake happy family because that's not what it is. And you'll have to do that. And I'll have to. Like, unless unless your mom's just going to like ignore you and you ignore her. But it's like that's is that, awkward. Is that the vibe you think it would be? Or do you totally. think she would really try to talk to you? Yeah, but that's so fake. And I yeah. feel like she would do that because yeah. it's just so fake and like, I don't know. And she'd want to look like the good guy. Exactly. Like and yeah. I just don't want to be in that situation. I don't want her to be around Enzo. Like I just, and I know Kyle doesn't want to be around her either. Yeah. 
So it's like, I don't know, it's like a dilemma, but I, honestly, I'm just going to send her an audio message so she doesn't get screenshot the wrong tone. It. Or screenshot it, yeah. Um, and I'm sure she will tell my mom what I said, but I'm just going to tell her, hey, I would love to see you guys, but I think uh, the next time we come to Myrtle, like, I'll, I'll catch you then because yeah. I don't want... Uh, any bad energy or any bad vibes from Elsie. So, like, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys have fun. Like, I wish you the best, but I don't think this weekend's the right weekend for us yeah. to spend time together. I think it's good. I'm just, like, she'll understand. Yeah, but that's why I made it my pick, because it's just, like, an awkward situation, and I don't know. I wish it wasn't the case, but it is what it is. You that know? is awkward. It's very awkward, so that's my pick. What's your peak and pick? Um, so my pick, you're gonna die. So my uh -oh. pick... Sorry, so I took, <laughs> I took Carmela to her six-month checkup okay. at the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I told you I really like my pediatrician because she's very blunt. Right. And now I very much don't really like her that much. She's too blunt. She told me. Oh, so first off, if you guys have seen my baby, she's very chunky. She's very she chunky. She is a, just cinnamon rolls on cinnamon rolls on cinnamon rolls. Yeah. They told me she's wor they're worried about her weight. Like, she's not gaining enough weight. She's not gaining enough? Yeah. They, and, then, and then she showed me the chart, and she's, like, way above average for the chart. I would have started crying there on the spot. I was, she said, because she only gained 8 ounces since her last visit. Uh-huh. But I Googled it, and it said babies slow down. They're they waiting do. at, like, 4 months. They do. And so do, too. Yeah. So I was, like, if she were to stay the same, like, to keep gaining the same amount of weight as she was, she'd be, like, a 40-pound 1-year-old. Right. Like, obviously, she's going to slow down. And she's 18 pounds. Mm -hmm. So she weighs more than, like, boys do. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. She's fine, so that pissed me off. I remember Enzo's six-month appointment, and I remember my pediatrician, she didn't say that, but she did tell me, and this made me feel a lot better, once they start eating solids and once they start eating food, their weight gain isn't as rapid. That's what she told me, and I remember that so clearly because yeah. I was worried about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not gaining as much weight, he's not drinking as much yeah. milk, and she told me that when Enzo had his six-month appointment, and I still remember that to this day. I was worried for like a second and then I googled like everything under the sun when I got home and mm -hmm. I was like she's like I don't I'm confused and I told Zach and he was like laughing he was like are you kidding me I know no literally my I jaw dropped like, <laughs> so I think she's fine but I think I'm gonna switch pediatricians I, I like the pediatrician like office I go to but I'm gonna switch pediatricians because yeah so you're gonna stay in the same office but another oh, yeah. pediatrician okay until unless like that doesn't work out either and then also um she has a blocked tear duct well, a different pediatrician, same place, like, uh -huh. prescribed her eye drops. Right. And then I told this doctor, because she's starting to have, like, the eye drainage again, because she said it'll come and go for the first year. And I was like, oh, do you want me to, like, keep giving her the eye drops that were prescribed? And she was like, what? Are you kidding me? Do not put eye drops into a baby's eye that has a black tear duct. I was like, it was literally literally prescribed. Yeah. And she was like... No, never do that. And it made me feel like I was, like, horrible. That just shows, like, every doctor has, like, different opinions. And yeah. they learn different things. And they give you different advice. So it's like everyone gives you a different opinion. And then you're just like, what do I do? But at the same time, like, you know your baby better than literally anyone on this planet. Right. And it's like, check the chart. Because you would see that she's prescribed the eye drops. And then every time I go, she's like, oh, is this your second baby? Like, no, bitch. It's my first. If you were to check my chart, you'd see that. Yeah. So I just want one that cares more and pays attention more. I'll then... recommend my pediatrician if that doesn't work out, like, at that office. You would uh -huh. love it there. We've seen, like, almost every single pediatrician there because when we do, um, like, random sporadic appointments, like, when he got the um, norovirus, um, we saw two different ones because I brought him there twice in the span of when he was sick. And all of them are so amazing. And when I messaged him on my chart, 10, 15 minutes, they respond back. 
Oh, and that's they have, good. Yep, and they Mine have, are like next business day. No, it's like they message back so fast. And um, when I call triage, like there was one time I had to call them at like two o'clock in the morning. They have a separate number, and there's like nurses that will answer anytime, twenty four seven. So if you're like worried about something at like four a.m., you can call. I'm gonna switch then. Yeah, I just feel like my place just doesn't they're not fluffy and they're not fluffy and the ladies at the front desk don't like hype you up you know normally at like front desk they're like oh my god you're gonna be so cute yeah like blah 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 no they don't do that so i love my office i need more of a fluffy place i drive like 35 minutes there every appointment oh yeah because it's Cause far, it's far. Right? uh-huh i want i think it's like 15 minutes for me so i think it's not so bad. too and mm-hmm. the other place is 15 minutes for me too so yeah it'll be fine yeah what's yeah, your so well on a brighter note what's your peak See, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know, because this past week has been so lazy. Like, I feel like we haven't done much. I'm trying to think. We literally haven't done much. I did deep clean. I saw you guys went to the pool. Oh, we did, oh, we did take our cute little bathing suit for the first time. I love girl bathing suits. Like, on babies, they're, they're so the cutest cute. freaking thing. I've been looking for bikinis for her, and uh-huh. I just can't find them. Oh, my God, like, with her belly. Yes, because they're all high-waisted, and I'm like, uh, no, I want to show off her belly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was a peak. That was really fun. She loved the pool, and our pool was like a little chilly because it hasn't been like super super. We hot. went this morning and it was chilly, and it was screaming. It <laughs> <laughs> was literally screaming. I thought he was just chilling with you. Yeah, eating his towel. Yeah. Um, but she loved the pool, so that That's was good. Really fun. At least we got to enjoy the pool. Yeah, we did do the pool, and I deep cleaned like my. Which I don't know if it's a peak for a lot of people, but like no, that's a no. That makes me horny. Yeah. Yeah, like just thinking like, like cleaning, like cleaning behind the oven, underneath yes. the fridge, and um under the couch. Like it, uh-huh. was, it was like lint, a lint rolling couch. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. And as you guys know, I have huskies, so like it's very vital that I keep clean. Mm-hmm. So that Definitely. was like very soothing. It was like therapy. So that's yeah. Fun. I, I believe that. Okay, so I have, I feel like we should have a designated, like, hot goss portion of our podcast. I'm too. down. I'm down, too. So, I have some hot goss that I want to get your opinion on. I don't know if it's necessarily hot, but it's stuff that it's I've lukewarm. seen. Yeah, it's lukewarm goss. <laughs> um, but I, I just wanted to get your opinion. I've seen it everywhere online. I've had family members, like, you know, kind of gossip about it. So, the first one is, there was a mom, she went to a park. And there was some kids having a birthday party. Well, a kid having a birthday party. And so her daughter that she brought to the park was playing with the kids from the birthday party. And once it was time for the other family to sing happy birthday to the kid, the mom went over there and the little girl grabbed a plate of cake. And the mom was like, no, she can't have that. Because, you know, the little girl's not a part of the birthday party. So the mom went on TikTok. And I also saw it on Instagram. But the mom went on TikTok and was like, who's in the wrong? The mom that didn't let her have the cake because we weren't invited to the party. Or am I in the wrong? Or she was saying basically like, am I wrong for letting you get to that point to where my daughter took a piece of cake when she wasn't even invited to the party? I feel like it was very invited if I had to guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like me personally, personally, I wouldn't let my daughter go over there when they're singing happy birthday. Because like, that's awkward. I wouldn't let it get to that point. No, I wouldn't let let it get to that point either. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all are playing, like, having fun. I'm like, okay, like, they're they're doing their own thing. It's her birthday. Like, we'll go over here and play. Like, come on, Carmella, let's go over here and play. I'm yeah. going to be like, yeah, go join the birthday party. Yeah, girl, it's okay. Give me one while you're at it. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I feel like it was her responsibility. But and then also it's awkward that the other mom was like, no, she can't have this cake. Because I wouldn't have been that way either. I would have. No, I would have been like that. I really? paid for this cake. I'm sorry. You would have told little girls. And yes, because it's like, first of all, I would have been like this to the mom, like, come over here. <laughs> 
Because it's like, honestly. Well, you know, I hate confrontation, so I would have been like. True. I would have let her have a piece of cake, and then I would have been bitching to everyone after. Yeah. That would be my, my True. Vibe. No, I would have just told the mom, like, hey, I'm sorry, but you guys aren't invited to the party. I want to make sure <laughs> everyone has a piece of cake. Sure, you can word it that way. Like, I, I bought enough cake just, just for, for everyone yeah. here. Because that's what I usually do, like, for Enzo's last birthday party. Did you bring a present? No. Right, you weren't invited, we don't know you, like, and I feel like it was the mom's responsibility to kind of, like you said, hey, okay, let's go back and play to the yeah. park, thank you guys for, like, you know, playing with my daughter, yeah. moving on, right? It was awkward both sides. Yeah, and I was reading the comments on the Instagram post, because I saw it everywhere on Instagram. I didn't see that. I'm surprised, it probably was on TikTok, like, two weeks ago. Oh, I missed it. But, um, I was reading the comments, and a lot of people were on the mom's side that took the cake away from the little girl. Because it's like... Okay. I'm on both, like, I... Well, I, I understand both sides. Yeah, I understand both sides. But I, like, I wouldn't be on the mom's side that let her daughter go get the cake and then got mad that she didn't get the cake. And she was on TikTok mad. She was like, this mom did not get my, she took the cake away from my daughter. She was very, she was livid. It was awkward to even go on TikTok. Like, I would have been, like, embarrassed, kind of. I was right, like, like, girl, was, read the room. Like, obviously, yeah. you, like, they didn't know you. They didn't know your daughter. I mean, it was nice to know that the kids were playing with your daughter at the park and yeah. having fun, but... No, that's awkward. <laughs> Very. Okay, so the last hot goss that I want to mention and I want to get your opinion on. So there is a family on YouTube. They go by Della Vlogs, and I don't know if you've heard of this story. It's mm -hmm. For me, it was pretty crazy, and it's not too long of a story, but they were involved in an adoption scam. So what happened was there was this lady that she claimed that she was pregnant with twins, and... She was sending them photos of the belly and like um, ultrasounds and all of this that way because they were planning on adopting the twins, the YouTubers. How did they find like how they find out? That I'm not sure of, but um, I believe it was online. They they oh, never okay. met her. I uh, know actually they did meet her in person, but they never went to ultrasounds. They never went to doctor's appointments. Okay. It was they just more, trusted. They just trusted yeah. the process and trusted her, and I believe they did take a uh, birthing class with her. So they did meet her in person, but they never like inspected the belly to make sure it was real. They never went to a doctor's appointment, nothing. They just trusted her word. Yeah. So it comes to find out they go on a Facebook page. It's like an adoption scams uh, Facebook page, like people that are against it, of course. And they post the lady's information and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, she's messaging me too, saying that I could adopt her twins. And she's sending me all these pictures. And this and that. So people were emailing the YouTubers, the Della Vlogs, and basically saying, like, hey, girl, you're getting scammed. She's been sending me the same ultrasound oh, pictures. Shit. But the thing that's weird to me is she asked, she didn't ask for money from anyone. So it wasn't, like, for a monetary gain. I was going to ask, like, do people normally pay for that, like, up front? That's what I thought. But traditionally, I feel like that's how it is. But, yeah, nobody, like, she didn't ask anybody for money. I think it was more so, like, this is what I think. I think that she just wanted attention from all these people. So was she pregnant? So here, so here is what I found out. So she was at a rodeo and she took pictures of her like normal belly and sent it to a family and were like, hey, I'm 12 weeks pregnant. I'm not showing much. But then at the same rodeo in the same outfit, she sent a really big belly picture to the YouTuber family, Della Vlogs. And so the Della Vlogs family was, um, emailing another family and they were comparing pictures 
and she was wearing a fake belly. So she wasn't even pregnant. I was about to ask, was it like Photoshop or a fake belly? She wasn't even pregnant. It was a fake oh, belly. she wasn't even pregnant No, at all. she wasn't pregnant at all. So she's lying to her family, Yeah, too. and she got the ultrasounds from fakeultrasounds.com. Nobody do this, by the way. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. Why until, is that a website? Why would you I ever know. need a fake I know, because people crazy like that, like, need to fake a pregnancy or whatever for attention. That's or wild. Whatever. I don't know. So obviously, she's not right upstairs, because uh, who would do that in their right mind who would do that? So, yeah, and the Della Vlogs, they vlogged the entire process, setting up the nursery for the two girls, shopping for the babies. They threw a huge baby shower for the lady. Huge. Like, I'm saying, like, you know those, like, typical YouTuber baby showers where it's, like, actually everything. It was just basically a wedding. Yeah. yeah, they did all of that and do documented everything on YouTube and come to find out they got scans and they're, they're not having any babies. And what's really sad is, is, like, they can't have children. Like, they adopted. Oh, perfect I know. They wanted really to bad. adopt because, like, that was their only option. Oh, they can't even do, like, IVF. No, nope, and... they tried. Damn. They tried IVF and everything. And, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So they got totally scammed from that lady. So maybe they should next time go through, like, an agency. That's what I'm saying because, like, in my head, I'm like, why would you do an adoption, like, off the books? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there should like... be a lot of lawyers involved and, like, legalities to it, and there just wasn't. I mean, I guess lesson learned for them, but yeah, I feel like super sad, right? It's crazy. At least they didn't spend any money. I mean, aside from the baby shower and the nursery. I mean, I'm sure they spent a pretty penny on the baby shower, but it, like it didn't go towards the lady. Lady. So at least they directly. Are, yeah. At least it's stuff that like when they do get a baby, they can like keep it. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have another opportunity to adopt. But I just felt so I bad. feel so bad. That sucks. Yeah. Trigger warning: the next part of the episode will contain sensitive topics. All right, now we're getting into Reddit stories. So the Reddit stories that I'll be reading are coming from the Regretful Parents subreddit. And as you can tell by the name of that subreddit, it is parents that regret having children, which is pretty crazy to me because I've never met anyone like in real life that like has ever said anything close to that. Yeah, what? I couldn't see how you regret Isn't having children. Isn't that so children. crazy? So the first one, the title of this is going into my child's social media account may have saved his life, but I wish I hadn't. I'm excited for this one because I'm nosy Nancy. Like I'm totally going to hack into Carmela's social yeah, media Yeah, and account. okay, well let's hear how this how this went. My son is 13 years old, and I guess according to my ex is old enough to be on social media. I disagree, but I figured I couldn't fight over every little thing with her. I looked in his Twitter account just once to make sure he was being safe. I saw loads of posts from him about self-harm and suicide. So I did what I thought any parent would do. I reached out to his mother. I talked with him and told him I understood he was having a hard time and he needed therapy. I thought we had a good plan in place to get him help and I thought he agreed with it. That is, until he went back to his mother's house. Suddenly, he doesn't want to go to therapy, and how dare I look in his private journal, quote-unquote. His mother refused to have him speak with someone. I had to threaten legal action against her just to get him to go. Good news, he's in therapy, getting help that he needs. He also hates me, and my relationship with him is ruined. I tried apologizing for breaching his trust, and he won't have it. I know his mother is using me as an easy scapegoat for all of his problems, but I can't tell him that. I've had nothing but grief ever since I looked in his social media, and I wish I could take it back. And I don't know what feels worse, the fact that my kid hates me or the fact that I really regret insisting on getting him help. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, that took a 
a turn that yeah. I didn't expect. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I feel like you got to do what you got to do to protect your kids, so he'll get over it. This yeah, over and it. I think once the kid is older, because I believe it said he was only 13. I feel like at that age, like, Kids just think their parents do the worst of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like you could blink and your kid's like, you blink so stupid. I hate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think the son will get over it. And I think the dad did the right thing. What would you do if you were in that situation? God forbid. But what would you do if you were like the dad in the situation? And then I had looked in the... And you saw that. I would do what he did. I would um, like try to get him help, like reach out to the mom. I think he did the right thing by like... Um, you know, confronting him about it, basically. Yeah, I agree. I feel like what I would do is I would tell the mom, like, instead of telling the mom, hey, I went into his Twitter account, I think he needs help, I would have kind of bent the truth a little and been like, hey, I feel like he's been kind of down lately, and I want to take him to therapy, or maybe have him talk to someone, maybe a life coach or something, because he's getting at an age where, you know, he has a lot of emotions, and there's, you know, maybe bullies at school or something. And then tell the therapist what you said. And tell the therapist, hey, girl, I went on his Twitter, and you won't believe what I saw, and show (laughs) her the screenshots and everything. That way, the therapist kind of knows what's going on. like, direct it that way. Yeah, and I feel like the mom snitched. Just to make the father like that. Yeah, they enemy. must not have a good relationship. No. Is what I gathered yeah, from that too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the mom was definitely like, yeah, your dad is a piece of shit for hacking into your Twitter. Yeah, like how dare Or did he? the dad hack into the Twitter or did the dad just, like, go on Twitter and pull up his account? It's um, well, all he said was, I looked in his Twitter account. So he didn't say, hey, like, I hacked into it, nothing. I guess it was, like, logged in on his laptop and he oh, went to go look or something. Okay. But he doesn't give details for that like how he got in but i'll read um the top comments so the top comment is oh i am so sorry i have to believe that eventually he will come to understand that you did what was responsible parents do and that you were trying to shave save his life life i can't read shame on his mother for being such a shitty parent keep telling him how much you love him i agree with that I i think that eventually when the kid gets older he'll start to appreciate his dad especially like at that age and what the dad saw like he'll start to appreciate his dad and I feel like he'll start to look at his mom differently when he gets older because it's mm-hmm. like why would I don't know if I were if I were the kid I'd be like why would my mom like try to make my dad to be the villain you know right. I feel like that's very childish or like wanting me to, to stay alive yeah yep um another comment says Ah, yes. For all the privacy Twitter allows, how dare you look at the things he posts on a public forum? I'm assuming... That's what I'm saying. It's public. Yeah. I'm assuming he has followers, and maybe he doesn't. If he actually does have exactly zero followers, I resign this comment. Either way, the posts are alarming, and you did the right thing. Right. So it's like you're posting it, unless you have, like, a private Twitter, but even then, like, even if you have five followers, you're still posting it for someone to see it. Right. Which means the kid probably wants some type of attention or, like, Mm -hmm. someone to, like, reach out. But why not... And, of course, I think at that point, because I was going to say, why not, like, have your dad help you? But at the same time, he probably is like, I don't want my dad to help me. Right. You know, because he's just at that age. But that's really sad, and I hope. uh, At least he's getting help. Yeah, exactly. But I just feel so bad for the dad. Poor guy. He was just trying to help his kid. Gosh, I'm not ready for a teenager. No, me neither, (laughs) because I was a bad teenager. I don't know about you, but, I mean, I wasn't, like, euphoria vibes. Like, I wasn't, like, that. Oh, yeah, that's, like, a different level. No, I wasn't anywhere near that at all. But, like, I was a bad teenager for sure. Um, I was, see, I just grew up with my dad, you know, and he was very strict. Yeah. So, I was, like, not bad because I couldn't be. There was no way. But when I did get a slight opportunity, I was very sneaky. Like, I had a tracker on my car, 
and I would, like, leave my car at, like, my <laughs> girlfriend's house to go, like, hang out with a boy or uh-huh. whatever and go to a party. Like, I would do stuff like that. So, I definitely, like, went to parties and my dad had no idea. I definitely went to parties. I definitely snuck out of the window a few times. You snuck out of the window? At a friend's house, though. I snuck out of the window out of a friend's yeah, house. Yeah, I told, like. Two stories. Yeah, window, well, two. it was a one story. <laughs> but I told my mom, hey, I'm going to sleep over at, you know, my friend's house. She's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and we slept over and her, she lived with her grandparents and her grandparents woke up at like six o'clock in the morning, but the grandma's vanity was inside of her room. So she said, we can sneak out, but we have to be back by at least five. That way we can get in our PJs and act like we've been sleeping. (laughs) Right. And when we came back to her house, every door was locked. The window was locked. Like they definitely knew that we snuck out. They locked all the windows and we ended up sleeping in her driveway. They locked all the windows. Yeah. They were like, oh, those. those I wonder how they knew. Yeah. Y'all were being loud. Or they uh, woke up early and noticed that we weren't there. That's hilarious. Yeah. We snuck out. So, like, one of my best friends in high school, she she lived in a house that was, like, close to this, like, so I think we were, like, sophomores, and there was, like, this senior boy that, like, lived down the street from her and would always have bonfires. And so the three of us snuck out of her window. We literally put, like, a drop cord out of her window and, like... Drop cord. Very, like, Kim Possible vibes. Literally, I don't know how we did that. And I'm, like, scared of stuff like that. So we did that, and then we, like, went to the bonfire and came back. We never got caught. I never got caught by my parents. But, but we, we didn't got... tell your parents? No. Mm-mm. Oh, good. No. Uh, but we got caught from her grandparents. But, like, they never said anything to her or me. Like, they just kind of were like, oh, we'll lock you up the house. Like, they never said anything. They never mentioned it. Nothing. <laughs> so I feel like we should make, like, an entire episode on, like, teenage years i'm down and just tell our teenage yeah just tell our teenage (laughs) stories and yeah for sure so the next reddit story the title is ruined my life the story goes as follows i've been lurking this sub since i found out i was pregnant long story short iud baby dot 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 husband pressured to birth baby even when i sobbed for an abortion Gave in to exterior pressure from family and friends that I would fall in love once it was here. Fuck no. And fuck every person who blamed hormones for my feelings. Anyways, I was 27, had already graduated college, lived abroad a few different times, fresh into my new logistics career, and I loved my husband. I was always a generally happy person, bubbly, and excited about living every morning. I lost everything after having a baby. It started with my body, then my friends, then my autonomy, then my sleep, then my happiness, and with that, I lost my marriage, my sanity, and my will to live. I never wanted to be a mom. I always thought babies were extremely boring, toddlers were dirty and annoying, and I never experienced any type of baby fever. I wake up every morning hearing him cry, and all I can do is grit my teeth. Here we go again. Endless cycle of crying, feeding, bathing, changing until it's bedtime and I'm drained to eat anything after eating half a banana the whole day. I used to spend my goddamn days smoking weed and tanning my hot body on different Costa Rican peaches and now I'm depressed, overweight, shell of my old self that cries every day wishing she could crawl back to her old life. My advice to anybody on the fence or currently pregnant, just don't do it. Stay childless and enjoy your life, please. First, I feel horrible Damn. for her baby. I feel so bad for her baby. Imagine, like, if her kid finds out about this. I'm sure he can sense. I mean, obviously, it's a baby. But, like, I'm no. sure when he gets older, he can sense, like, he totally. he's not wanted. Which is so horrible. I can't imagine. I cannot. I just don't understand how people feel that way. I mean, I know we both tried for babies when we had baby fever way before mm-hmm. we ever got pregnant and stuff like that. But, like... Like, my parents, like, I was a surprise, and I know for a fact my dad, like, was on the fence about kids, 
And my dad, like, loves me so much. Yeah. Like, we're, like, we're bros. Like, I love my dad. And I, I just, I can't, like, oh, it just makes, it breaks my heart. No, it literally breaks my heart. For me, the lady that posted this Reddit sounds like a very selfish person. She's a bitch. Total and bitch. And then to go put it on a public platform. Yeah. And yeah. granted, it's pretty much anonymous. Like, she doesn't use her name or anything like that. But at the yeah. same time... She just she's blaming the kid for her marriage. She's blaming the kid for all of her problems, but like in reality, like her hot body, quote unquote. Right, like, girl, go to the gym and work out. Go to the gym, work out. Go on a diet. Like all of her problems, she blames the kid for causing the problems. But it's like you're making yourself a victim. You're just mm-hmm. complaining, complaining, complaining. You don't have any solutions. I didn't hear not one solution in there mm-hmm. other than if you're pregnant, don't do it. Like, yeah. basically, you know what I'm saying? And I understand she's on here to vent. Maybe she needs a vacation because she's talking about, go, like, wanting to be on the beach. Or, like, or try to get a nanny. Like, there, like honestly, there's some people – because I'm on this, like, mom Facebook page. And there's, like, stay-at-home moms that they don't ask for a lot of money because, obviously, it's not their sole income. Like, they're not super dependent on it. Yeah. But there's stay-at-home moms that offer to, like, take care of other people's kids. Like, it's not like an in-home daycare, but they offer to take care of, like – Let's say two kids a week, yeah. five days a week, and they get paid, like, a certain amount a week, and it's cheaper than daycare. And you can just drop them off, or you can have somebody come to your house, like, two or three days a week, and it'll cost you, like, what, $100? And, yeah, yeah, $100 a week is a lot. And, like, there's some daycares that aren't, you know, as expensive. Like, you can do something. Have family help. Like, you can do something, and who knows? Maybe when the baby gets older and they have more independence, like you'll start to love the baby again, but you need to come up with solutions like for yourself. Don't you think like go to the gym, yeah. go get a diet, like go take a vacation for a few days. Like do more self care. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I just, I feel so bad for the baby. And I'm wondering like, does she even love her kid? Cause the way no, I don't think so. Seem, yeah. Mm-mm. She makes it seem like he's such like a, like a nuisance in her life. So that one's crazy yeah and um so here are the top comments the dad wanted the fucking kid hand over custody don't sacrifice your life because of other people's choices like just give the baby to the dad the dad would probably imagine being a child and growing up with a parent who doesn't love you imagine how that's gonna affect the child in the future like just give give the baby baby over to the dad like plain and simple hand over custody and someone said, don't have any more children. Beg, demand, and fight to get sterilized by doctors. Like, just get a, um, what is it when you get your tubes tied? Like, just get your tubes tied, girl. Yeah. You should have got your tubes tied a long time ago. Like, people get pregnant on birth control all the time. Yeah, IUDs, You everything. know? So, like, you, you should have, if you knew that you didn't want kids, you should have just gotten your tubes tied from the get, like, from the beginning. That was heavy. I feel really bad, but she actually commented back to the second comment, and she said, way ahead of you, got an IUD at delivery, and once I got enough saved, insurance only covers so much, I'm definitely getting some parts slash all my ovaries removed. It will help with my ovarian cysts I developed postpartum. That's the excuse I'm giving everyone as to why I'm one and done. It's sad to give a reason, but it is what it is. Fool me once, am I right? She hates being a mom. Like, literally hates it. I've never heard of anyone that, like, hates Honestly, it. Honestly, I mean, I, I know people have, like, bad days, but, like, to just hate your life and hate your kid and hate... And put all your problems on your child, like... It's a baby. Like, it's a baby. We all gain weight postpartum. We all lose a, a part mm-hmm. of our identity. Like, girl, you're not the only one in this world, but we still give everything and all to our children. 
Yeah. Like I would never I would never be like, oh my gosh, I have stretch marks on my hips because of my son. Like God, fuck you. Yeah, and it's like I like or I gained this much weight and da da da. Like I'm not gonna make myself a victim because of a child. Like literally their whole life is you. And they didn't ask to be here. Yeah, they didn't ask to be here, girl. Like you should have You owe them everything. Everything. That's nuts. You're I, a shitty mom, I and give, I don't feel bad for the mom at all that type no, this. She should give the baby to the dad, point blank, period, and she should just be single and not a mom to her kid because she doesn't want him, and the dad will do mom and dad. And honestly, if the dad's like, no, like taking full custody is too much for me, like maybe partial custody, even that's good. But if the dad's completely against like full custody or like partial custody or anything, which I'm sure right now they do have partial custody mm-hmm. if they're not married anymore. Um, but if the dad doesn't want to do full custody, have like a, another family member adopt the kid. Like, I don't know, someone like a family that will love the baby because the baby with you just doesn't sound like the right option at all whatsoever. I did know a girl. Um, Zach went to college with a guy and he had a girlfriend and the, the girl was really cool. I met her a couple times. Anyways, she ended up getting pregnant and she was like did not want to be a mom she didn't want to be pregnant like she was just I mean she didn't want to like have an abortion but she ended up having the baby she had a daughter and when the baby was born she was just like I don't feel like any connection to her like she just she was like I don't know like I just she felt like whatever about it and now fast forward I think the daughter is like three or four obsessed I'm sure she was obsessed before but she loves her baby like it's like her whole world is her daughter so I feel like people go through like maybe some people go through a period where they do feel like a disconnect to like their sure especially when they're first born like I've heard like I've read a lot that when the baby's first born I was watching the Kardashians and Chloe was saying because she had a surrogate baby like her second baby was a surrogate baby she had a hard time connecting with yeah. her kid. Like, and I can e- understand that. Yeah, because, like, you didn't carry them. Like, you didn't give birth to them. You can't breastfeed them. I don't know. There's, I guess there's a lot of factors with, like, a surrogate baby, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Even, like, like the girl I'm talking about, you know, she was really young. I think she was, like, 18 or 19 mm-hmm. when she got pregnant. So, she was, like, still in college. Like, she had all these plans and goals. So, like, that does kind of, like, turn your world upside down. But, so, she just, like, felt, you know, a type of way about it and not connected. But. I mean, it's still her baby, and she's obsessed with her baby. She loves her so much, and, like, so I feel like there is maybe, like, a period where people go through, like, a postpartum depression sure. type thing. yeah, um, I agree. Which I feel like can relate to that, but I don't know how old the baby is. How old do you think the baby is um, in this story? She said, hmm, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't say the baby's age, but right here it says... Endless cycle of crying, feeding, bathing, changing. So I'm assuming the baby has to be, like, less than a year old. So still yeah. a baby baby. So maybe it's just postpartum depression and she'll, like, I, Yeah, I could see that. Up. From what she's saying, it definitely sounds like postpartum. But then, like, after hearing our true crime story, like, that postpartum psychosis stuff is scary. So It's like so scary. She seems like she's got, like, severe postpartum depression. Totally. And honestly, there's a solution to everything. And she blames her kid. So yeah. it's even scaring her. There's a Someone solution. Give Yeah, give her to the dad. Like, yeah. just that's a solution right there. For me, like, just give her to the dad full custody. Yeah. Like, I don't even think she should see her daughter. Mm-mm. Oh, is it a girl? I think. Yeah. Either way. I don't Either think way. she should see her baby, period. Um. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Moving on to the (laughs) third story. The title of this one is I Can't Help But Hate My Second Child. 
Oh, no. I know. And this one also has an update. I love a good update. We love a good update. My wife and I adopted our first child when she was around six months old. I had a work-from-home job, so I pretty much spent the whole day with her. I love spending time with her. A year later, my wife got pregnant and passed during childbirth. <gasps> our second child spent two months in the NICU. Three months after that, she was diagnosed with a long list of health issues. The last three years have been fucking hell. I can't even watch TV or drink a glass of wine after the kids go to bed because I have to be there the whole fucking time because my youngest needs care around the clock. I have no money for any of my interests because I'm always paying medical bills. I can't travel or even go to the park because it'll interfere with her needs. The worst of it all is has been losing my eldest daughter. I went from spending 24-7 with her not being able to tell you a thing about her interests. I do the bare minimum care for her because I generally do not have time to do more. She's given up practically fucking everything. I know realistically this isn't anyone's fault, but like, fuck, I'm so done. I know my youngest is in the same boat as us, but still, I just can't find the affection for her. Just anger for fucking up everything good in my life. Should I read the update now or should we discuss? Let's do the update. Okay, so this post does have an update. After I posted on here and called my sister, her girlfriend used to be a nurse before she switched to a work from home position. This is offered, or she has offered to come help us out so long as she can stay with us. I'm so grateful for my sister and now her girlfriend. Thank you to everyone who gave me advice on options regarding care for my daughter. I will be looking into it. So that was a happy update because that was a really heavy story. So I'm glad like the update is... First of all, that poor man has been freaking through it, like, so... Uh, through a lot. He needed that help, 100%. He's a single dad, because, you know, he's a widower, so he's a so single dad. So they adopted dad. the first daughter. Yes. And then the second one, she, the wife got pregnant and died during childbirth. Died during childbirth, and then the baby That's had a long crazy. list of health issues, their youngest, yeah. And then he's spending all this money on medical bills. On medical bills, like, you know... I feel for him. That's really sad. That's really, really sad, and I'm glad the update was... A happy update. You know, he's getting help. Maybe he can get his life back together and figure everything out. And, you know, hopefully the sister's friend stays there long enough for him to figure things out. Hopefully it's more of a long-term thing. Um, But that's just... I feel so bad for him. I hope... I don't wish that on anyone ever. No, me either. I can't imagine going through that, especially without your partner. Because I feel like having... A partner, especially with kids, is so vital and important. Like, having someone there, I really feel for single parents. Um, I, I think that thought a lot. I'm like, it would be so hard to be a single mom. I know. My godmother is a single mom, and she's literally superwoman. She's been a single mom since, like, before her, like, baby was even born. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, she's been a single mom her daughter's entire life. And she... I literally tell her all the time, you're superwoman. Like, I don't know how you do it. She works from home. So, that's that's yeah. awesome for her. You know, that's great for her. She but it, it. it hasn't always been like that. You know, obviously, it's really hard. Even to this day, you know, there's hard moments. Because her daughter's entering, like, teenage... Oh, kind of preteen era. But she's killing it, though. Because her yeah. daughter's, like, such a cutie. Such a cutie. And, well and like... So well behaved. So the top comment is honestly inquire if you can put your youngest in some type of assisted living facility for kids Damn. with chronic health issues. I don't know if you live in the U.S., but the state where I live has some. I did some volunteer work there during nurse practic practitioner school, and the kids were well taken care of, and it lifted the burden off the parents. Sounds cool, but it might be the best option for you and your oldest if your youngest isn't getting 
any better. So it's basically like a nursing home for kids. I just couldn't imagine doing that. I could but not, not do that. that position. So. Right. Well, he actually commented back. He said, my sister had to put her profoundly disabled son in a re- residential facility and his health and behavior improved. She wasn't able to potty train him and now he's fully potty trained and can eat his own food. The worst thing she did for him was to hang on for so long based upon what other people think by sending him to a facility. The thing with me about that, like, do you leave your kid like there for their whole life or is it only until they get better? I mean, I feel like they're not getting better because it's like a chronic, like it's like they're forever disabled and stuff, right? Because I don't know exactly, like he didn't specify what she had exactly. He just said a long list of health issues. So I'm assuming she's like some sort of. Like yeah, so it must be like long term, but I just, I don't know. I feel like that rubs me the wrong way, that well, comment. if he's having money problems now, do you know how much stuff like that costs? I like, can't even imagine. I, and so I'm sure, I don't know about that, but that probably costs more than like an adult nursing home because I did a, like a, one of my classes, I took gerontology in college for like, I don't know why because I had nothing to do with my degree anyway, mm. <laughs> for like one of our little projects. We had to spend six weeks partnered with like a dementia patient. Anyway. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. It costs like five to ten grand a month for stuff like that. Yeah, it's insane. I'll have my dad. I mean, they're very, it's very nice, but like. My dad will, I'll buy a house with a basement in the future and I'll I'll set it up real nice for my dad. My dad. You want to go to nursing home? Yeah. Put that in a special account. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm kidding. I just, yeah. It's a lot of money. I mean, but they're nice. I think it has like an indoor pool. They do, like, activities with them. But, like, still, I can't imagine for kids. Like, that probably costs even more because that's, like, and more also, rare, like, I think. I wouldn't want to be away from my baby that long. I know. But he said he has no, like, what was the word he used? Affection for his yeah. that kid. I read – so this comment I agree with. So – this comment says, I'm very sorry for your loss. It sounds as if you have not had any chance to grieve or process your mm-hmm. wife's death. It is quite common for the surviving parent to struggle to bond with a child whom they associate with the other parent's death. Is some therapy an option? I know it's yet another thing to find time and money for, but it might help you get through. Wishing you all the best. I really like that comment. I like that comment, too. Did he respond to that? Respond he to didn't that? respond to it. There's no response, unfortunately, but... I agree. I feel like the dad, he had to go straight into, like, being a single mm-hmm. dad and probably dealing with, like, the mother's funeral cost and medical bills. And he hasn't had time to just kind of, like, breathe and, like, think about his feelings and really internalize right. and everything. On, on top of being a single dad, it makes it probably even harder that, like, his like the baby has like all these like, yeah i mean he's gone through like the worst literally the worst thing possible i could see why like it would be hard for parents and like they would associate like and bl- will put some blame on the kid for like the wife dying also side note that's like my biggest fear is like dying during childbirth i was so scared of that the statistics of that happening is so low nowadays though because like they have doctors for everything that's what I, like, that's what I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and, like, podcasts about it. Like, that's, that it's very, it does happen still, but it's very, very rare that it does happen because, like, the technology and, like, the doctors, like, it, you, you're giving birth in a hospital, like, full of doctors and nurses that yeah. they do it every single day. And, like, if they're not scared of it, like, you shouldn't be either. You know what I mean? I think I remember asking, I asked the nurse, because I, I was so scared of, like, dying, and she was like, honestly nobody she told me no one's died in that hospital yeah. in childbirth yeah so it's really sense. rare for me too I was like low-key scared because they told me my platelets were so low that they might have to put me asleep yeah and oh, give me a c-section no. asleep so I was like oh shit yeah because I have really low oh, blood yeah, platelets you're like awake when you're asleep, like people that have yeah you yeah you're awake numb, so they told me if my blood platelets get below I think it was 90 
um, then they we, they would have to put me asleep um, and give me a C-section uh, because the reason why they had to put me asleep is so my body stops like bleeding. Because obviously when you have a C-section, you bleed a lot because they're cutting you open. Yeah. So they but didn't you didn't have like the platelets to lose. Yeah, but I ended up having ninety two, <laughs> and I was able to get an epidural, Barely. and yeah, so I was like on the cusp. But yeah, Can I you was get more blood platelets. Is there anything natural you can do? I don't think so. I asked, and they were just like, "We just have to oh, keep track of them." So what about your next baby? Well, that's what they said. They're like, if you have low blood platelets again, like that might be the scenario next time is for you to go under anesthesia and have a c-section yeah i mean like still i'll be fine either way (laughs) i don't i don't know i feel like once your baby's like on your chest or like in your arms like you don't care about what happened before so yeah okay the next reddit story the title is i'm a bad mom today my 14 month old daughter fell out of the bed for a second time first time she was seven months she's sick right now and i was up until 4 30 a.m last night entertaining her feeding then bathing her Today she woke up at 9 a.m., so I took her out of the crib and into my bed because she headbangs if I don't. I was so delirious and tired, she fell out of my bed as I doze off. I'm such an incompetent, horrible mother. She has sleeping problems waking up in the middle of the night every day. My daughter deserves better than a 23-year-old single mother with bipolar disorder whom's 35 mu- or 35, what is it? Okay, I guess, because this is 35M, but I'm assuming she meant to put 35-year-olds anyways whose baby daddy doesn't even want anything to do with i have no friends anymore i'm still unemployed trying to get into trade school and the only time i go out is to get groceries and i'm so incompetent and useless i can't even drive myself because i never went to driving school and can't pay for my own car i love this little girl i literally dedicate all the time in the day to her she's one of the only people in this world who cares about me she's all i have and i'm pathetic without her but I'm nothing. She'd be better off with another mommy. One with a partner to share the load. Sometimes I just want to kill myself and it pains me to admit that she'd be better off without me. I know. I want to cry for her. I think she's a good mom. The fact that she even cares to like do better for her daughter just shows that she cares and that she's a good mom. And like, just like all the little things she does is like, she's a good mom. She's just going, I think she's going through a lot. The thing is like financial. It seems like, like if she had like, better finances like she'd have it together oh not that she doesn't have it together right you know what i mean so this is gonna sound mean what i'm about to say if you had if your baby daddy or father of your child was a piece of shit before you were pregnant Mm. why did you have a baby with him like maybe it was an accident maybe but it's like then i don't know it's just like that that just blows my mind like if you're already in a bad relationship and you already have like a terrible partner what makes you think well people think it'll fix it yeah that's what i was gonna say like what makes you think a child is gonna fix it like the stress especially like newborn years or like get child support too right get your child support take him to court like there's lawyers that will do that for free like you can have Mm -hmm. a lawyer appointed to you at the court like take your baby daddy to court get your child support get your full custody and there's some states, like, if you don't, I think we discussed this, like, if you don't pay your child support, they, like, take money out of your check, like, they, oh, yeah. they, they basically enough. ruin your life if you don't, if you don't pay child support. Yeah. So, it's, like, even if it's only, like, $100 extra a month, that still helps, formula, diapers, yeah. wipes, like, you might as well see what you can get. Um. Yeah, don't let your baby, baby daddy go off. Scot-free. Scot-free. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But... I'm glad her daughter has her. Yeah, and I, and, you know, I hope you get a job. And there's, like, agencies that, like, help you find jobs. Like, they'll take your experience and... Yeah, there is. 
Yeah, like there's can, one that's like really famous on a commercial. Exactly. So Anyways. I mean, it's literally you can find a job. I don't know. For me, it's like if you don't have a job, if you don't have any money, if you have a horrible partner, like why are you having a kid? I'm sorry. Let's it's start just with like a job because she could start by getting a job. But then I don't know. It'd be hard to be in that position because if you find a job, you don't have any money to start with. You get a job. Who's gonna watch your kid because you don't have any money to like pay somebody? To I watch totally your kid. get that. I don't know what people do. So I feel for her though. I feel for her. My God, she's only twenty three. She'll get it figured. Yeah, out. Yeah, you'll get it. You have like so long to like get yourself figured out. I mean, there's a lot of people they don't find like their career career until like they're in their thirties. Um, I'm twenty six and I don't have a career, career. Right. I mean, I'm a stay at home mom, and of course, like I love doing that. And I, if I want to be a stay at home mom for the rest of the life, that's cool. But like, I also have goals and stuff. But it's not like. Yeah. I mean, there's things that I'm really proud of, but it's not like I have something that can, like, retire my husband. You know what I mean? So, there's people, yeah. like, don't feel bad. Like, there's people that they don't figure it out until their 30s, and you'll get it figured out. You're really young, but definitely take your child, your baby daddy uh, to court for child support. 100%. I would do that, like, tomorrow. Yeah, and then try to find, like, a family member or what my godmother did is she had a lady from church take care of her daughter for like super super cheap and like till this day like she'll take care of her oh yeah churches have free mm-hmm. child care and there's even sometimes like i saw on the mom facebook page that i'm on there's a church that does parents night out and you can leave your kid there literally all day and sometimes they do free summer camps like oh, wow. you can definitely find a lot of resources that can help you out um the top comment on this one says Maybe you should stack pillows on the bedside and under the edge of the mattress on the baby side so she doesn't roll and fall down. Oh, I didn't even acknowledge. They like guard things. Yeah, I didn't acknowledge that the baby fell out of her bed like. Yeah, me either. A hundred times. But I feel but like, I mean. You can totally put something on the side of the bed. Accidents happen. If you, get, yeah. if you don't have the money to get the rails to put on the side of the bed, you can put something on the side of the bed. Push her crib on the side of the bed. Like something. You can find something. Go on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be selling it for super cheap. So, you'll figure it out. I mean, this comment I thought was really cute. It says, you are kind, loving, treat her with love. That already makes you a good mom. It's about the desire to never hurt your baby that makes you a good mom. All of life has its seasons. Right now, you're going through winter, and but you will preserve and make it to your spring. Oh, mm-hmm. And you need to stop the negative self-talk because every time you talk bad about yourself, you're hurting your the little girl you used to be. Therapy saying fuck you to baby daddy because if he doesn't want to be around your daughter, that's his loss. Mm-hmm. Plus, there are plenty of men who are wonderful as you, and when you're ready, you can go find him. Mm-hmm. Good luck and know that you are strong, and even getting up in the morning is a win. Period. That is so – I love that comment. Love that it gave me chills. Literally, this person, I feel like he's like a, a writer or something, yeah. you know, like writes poetry. I don't know. That comment was just so beautiful. Okay, so that is all for this episode. It was a heavy episode, but I don't know. I feel like it's just interesting to hear people's stories because, like, I've never heard of anyone in my real life who has ever said anything like this. And some of them had happy endings. Some of them didn't, but... Yeah, it's good to hear other people's stories and, like, how they have kids and, like, what they're going through because we're all going through something. Especially with kids, girl. It's, like, it's always something with kids, I tell you. Yeah. For real. But at the end of the day, there's always resources for help. If anyone needs help, please reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody, get therapy. Like there's always resources and solution to every problem. So much love. Thank you guys for listening. And if you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. Make sure to 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're listening, follow. You can um, follow us on um, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And if you Spotify, too, definitely our Instagram page. Yeah, follow us on follow Instagram. Follow Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.